The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Quickest Hunter Davidson Sports Talk Radio. We don't play around. You figure for someone who was on the radio and TV six hours a day that we get to everything, but that's why we got to talk so fast. We got Tony Finn just for a couple more moments. Uh, we got Brett Beer joining us. We got uh, more baseball talk with uh, one of Tony's colleagues and Steve Merrill. We're going to get to the UFC, NASCAR, and everything else in between. Um, so, so let's get let's get down to business here, uh, Tony. Texas Rangers. I like the Rangers tonight. It wasn't easy. The Yankees are now six and ten without Aaron Judge in the lineup since he ran through the wall at Dodger Stadium. The game I was at actually. Um, they're six and ten without him. And I think, like, basically three or four of those wins have been when Garrett Cole pitches. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Garrett Cole's so good that they win when he pitches, and they don't win a lot when he doesn't, to be honest, right now. Hard not to like Texas again. Texas are, like, dude, they're one of the best teams in baseball, Tony, and they're not really getting any – like, you still get value betting them, man. I like the Rangers tomorrow. What's your take? You know, the yeah. And feathered again tonight. The trailer raised by what ten plus? There's only 85 games left to play. I'm not certain the Bronx bunch can score 85 runs from here <laughs> this season's in. So, so yeah, uh, without question, um, Baltimore being at live dog in AL East, as long as they can, as long as they're facing left-handed pitching, I like them too. But Texas, are you kidding me? Um, Here's the thing. John Gray, good pitcher. Good pitchers had a good season. He's got some holes. Uh, his command can be a de- uh, an issue with him. But uh, but Severino, uh, if you've watched him at all, Gabe, anyone listening, if you've watched Severino, uh, here's the problem with Severino. Um, his 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 bed and butter's always been in secondary pitches. His off off speed pitches. Well. He's getting no chases. His chase rate on his off speed pitches are almost zero, which is a sign. That this rust, uh, even what he's played 80 games maybe in the last two years since 21. Um, if he can't throw those off-speed pitches, if they're not chased. He is not a good pitcher. He's not an elite or even quality pitcher. Texas tomorrow against Severini. If Texas isn't up by four or five runs by the sixth inning, I'll be surprised. Yeah, I like the Rangers uh, in this spot. We have our AM radio affiliates coming back in a minute or two here. So once we do, Tony, I'll throw it to you and I'll say, what are your best bets for the weekend or the baseball? Very good. Et cetera. And you, you, can, you can roll them out uh, for us. So the Dodgers are big favorites tomorrow, Tony, with, uh, with the yeah. kid on the hill here. Bobby Miller <laughs> goes for the Dodgers, minus 180. Hey, he's been good, but he had a little bit. His first, he had his first Major League Baseball like wake up call in the last start. He did. Wow. It was going to happen, but you could see him. He was almost, he had a surprised look on his face. Because I, I think he almost was like, hey, man, this is pretty easy, actually, Big League Baseball. Hey, I'm three. I keep winning every time. Hey, I'm, I'm doing good. <laughs> he's getting hit hard. And he almost, there was once he turned around and he just watched it like sailing into the gap. And I was like, welcome to the Big Leagues, kid. It's your fourth start, but it took 
took three starts, four starts, but welcome to the bigs, kid. Because you know, <laughs> but I think he can bounce back here. But it's tough laying eighty cents with the Dodgers against a team like the Astros. Well, yeah, it's tough to do, but I. And I chuckled a little bit when you said that because I looked at it and I said, oh, there's a good reason for this. And one of the reasons is that Houston's not hitting the ball. You know, they don't have their big bat in the middle of the lineup. And, and Roblanco yeah. is going. And Roblanco can't throw strikes. Look at his walk. It's an issue against the, the Dodgers team. Dodgers are going to win. I think. I think. All right, here we go, Tony. The late night anger bands for class. This is Sports I am Gabriel Morancy. All the games are done, so I started flicking it around here a little bit, and whatever, I'm going to change it, but it just landed on poker. We'll get to this after, but there's like an alleged poker scam going on. Some pro poker player supposedly is marking cards, and people, someone got up and accused him of being a cheater at a table, and now other players, even Phil Helmuth, are stepping up and saying it's true. That's deflammatory if it isn't, but... I'm no expert on it. I got to believe the World Series of Poker people and all these people actually would be able to figure out what he's doing. But I got to tell you, I saw the video and it looked pretty shady, bro. <laughs> Every time, man, you see he puts his nail on the card. He does. You can tell he's marking the cards. I, that's my own opinion. And it's not slanders because I don't even know what your goddamn name is. So I'm not slandering you because I don't even know who you are. But I just saw the video and I'm just bringing it up now because I saw poker in front of me, Tony. I don't know if you know that story. It looks like he is marking the cards. Well, as Bear Bryant said, if you ain't cheating, you ain't yeah, cheating. Hey. So. I, my deal was, too, I'm like, well, if he's doing it, and he's doing it on national television in front of you, figure it yeah. out or shut up. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? If you don't That's have right. proof, then shut up. Like, so, best bets, Tony. What are you looking at on the baseball board tomorrow? Well, we, we just talked a little bit about the Dodgers. I really like this kid, Miller, mostly because of, of Blanco. Uh, not only is Houston not hitting the ball, uh, they're just not a very good team, the offensive team right now, especially with the big bat out of the middle of the lineup. And that, and that is Miller, is a is an easy play even at this price over Roblanco, who cannot throw strikes. Uh, walks five Ks, two walks, five Ks, four walks, five Ks, three walks. Too many walks against a Dodgers team who does is maybe the best in baseball at working pitchers and drawing walks. Give me the Dodgers plus the wood, minus the wood, should I say? Uh, what else also, do you like? We talked about. Go ahead. What else do you like? Oh, who else do I like? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I, I, I'm a big fan of the Rangers tomorrow in gray. Over yeah. again. Over Severini, who is not right. He's not right. He, he's, he's off speed. To just, he's getting no chases as in the past when he was the man in New York. His chase I love you, Tony, but it is high. Severino. <laughs> Severino. What did I say? But Severini. I like Severino. it. Severini. Italian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and. Justin Steele, Chicago over St. Louis. Chicago over St. Louis in London. Great stuff. Find Tony Finn on Twitter. Finn at WagerTalk. WagerTalk.com. Great stuff. But Tony, the late night anger management class continues. Go Red. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. 
all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Sports Rage Late Night continues. I am Gabriel Baratzi, Sirius XM Channel 159. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates, wherever you may be kicking it with us this evening. It's great to have Brent Beard back. We were at the Formula One Canadian Grand Prix last uh, Friday night, but we're back in black tonight with Mr. Brent Beard, and there's a lot of stuff to break down. First Coast of News, called football analyst, Heisman Trophy voter, covers the SEC, but obviously called football as a whole. But we have to tip our cap to the SEC not only do they own college football, now they own college baseball as well. We will have an SEC college baseball World Series champion. And I'll tell you what, that Wake Forest LSU game, real classic, Brent. Always a pleasure, sir. Uh, Gabe, always good to be on with you. It was one of the greatest baseball games I think we've ever seen, frankly. And, and it's a shame that, again, that one of them had to lose. But, boy, this, this LSU team is so good, especially with Skeens pitching. Now, it's probably going to be Sunday before he pitches against Florida. And obviously, when we cover Florida pretty closely because uh, they are an hour away from us here uh, in the Jacksonville area. But uh, it just means more, don't it, Gabe? Two SEC teams. Uh, I'm, I'm, even though the, the Gators have rested, LSU is so dangerous with, with that lineup. Uh, and even if Skeens doesn't pitch, it, it, what they can do. So it it should be a great series this weekend. You know, it's just so much fun, the College Baseball World Series. Both these teams showed a lot of resiliency. But, man, it's hard to get in front of LSU right now, Brent. When you, know, you look at the, you know, the way that they bounce back after losing to Wake, being in the must-win situations and back-to-back baseball games like that, that was incredibly impressive stuff. And, you know, we see success happens in wave, Brent. The Georgia Bulldogs started winning national championships in football, and I swear, bro, Georgia Bulldog golfers on the PGA Tour started winning every week. Yeah. It was crazy. Like, yeah. it just started happening. But you look at LSU, and, and and you look what Kim Mulkey did, and they win in an Angel Reese and company, and they, they win the national championship. We could have another one going to Baton Rouge right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that is probably be very possible. I mean, LSU is – been thought of it as certainly, if not the best team in America, one of the best teams in America. They really have no weakness uh, in that lineup. Hopefully the weather will cooperate this weekend. But yet, but, but Gabe, Florida, that staff is well rested. They've had a couple of days off. I mean, it went about as well as they could. It, it, Florida wins Wednesday. They're off uh, for two days while LSU is still playing. So as far as fatigue, oh, it, and they it, could set their arms up it, exactly the way they wanted as well. Absolutely. Uh, and, and look, I, I wouldn't put it past Florida to win, but Gabe, don't they have to win the first game, especially with Skeens pitching if he does on probably on Sunday? Well, Brett Beard kicking it was, you're exactly right. So speaking of LSU, on Thursday, the NCAA levied uh, penalties against former LSU basketball coach uh, Will Wade for his uh, role in the uh, program's recruiting violations. But it also issued sanctions against the school's football program yeah. by vacating all 37 wins uh, for the team from 2012 to 2015 under former head coach Les Miles. A lot of people just sort of roll their eyes at this stuff when wins are vacated after the fact. But the fact of the matter is – 
Miles is now look, no longer eligible for the College Football Hall of Fame because he loses these wins, Brad. Yeah, and he's 70 years old, so he won't be coaching again. Likely not. And the good news is they did not get lack of institutional control or a postseason ban. And the current LSU players, and they shouldn't have been, uh, were not affected whatsoever, but they did vacate the wins. Gabe, I've never cared at all about the NCAA vacating wins. My, my thing is, if you win it on the field, you win it. Uh, but what happened here is uh, one of their former offensive linemen, Videl Alexander, was found to be ineligible from 2012 to 2015. So uh, without going into and using a lot of time with this, uh, it it certainly does hurt Les Miles as far as being eligible for the Hall of Fame. And we just had the Hall of Fame vote. Uh, or at Was least... he a Hall of Famer? Is he a Hall of Famer? No, it, no, it, it's a... Uh, just because you win a championship doesn't mean you're automatically a Hall of Famer, right? Uh, no, no, it, it doesn't. So, But right now, as you said a minute ago, uh, with him losing all those wins, uh, that is, see, you've got to have coach at least 10 years and, and 100 games and have a career win percentage of 600. Uh, so at this point, with him losing those games, his career win percentage – Get this, Gabe, is 597. So, three. Yeah, he went yeah. from 665. That's unbelievable. So, I was just saying, you know, and, and no disrespect to him, I don't think of him as one of the greatest coaches ever, but right. his resume, I guess, those are Hall of Fame numbers. You, you, know, you just talked about the criteria. He meets the criteria, right? He does. He does. And again, I mean, let's be honest, he won a national championship with Nick Saban's players. Yeah. But, <laughs> And and, and I really do wonder, now, from time to time, the Hall of Fame makes exceptions, particularly if you're you're really close uh, to meeting the the criteria. I'm not saying they will, Gabe, but but I will be very curious uh, if they look at Les Miles and what he's accomplished. And you mentioned this a minute ago, when you win a national championship, there are a lot of people that, that they think that you should be in the Hall of Fame. Well, it elevates you. It just does. It it, does. Once you become that cha- your, your champion, it definitely elevates you. I've always been fascinated by that, though, as you stated, the whole vacating thing. It's like, well, all right, Reggie Bush really didn't win the Heisman, you want to say, mm-hmm. after or whatever. And as a Michigan fan, Louisville had to vacate all those wins. They won the national championship in basketball. So I said, fine, then give us the banner. Give us the title. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if you beat Michigan in the final and then you're saying, well, that team cheated right. and or right. they're not the real champions, then 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 obviously then Michigan are. Now, I'm, I'm kidding with that. They beat us on the court. But, if, Brent, you look at the Olympics. If the gold medalist is found to be cheating, everybody else moves up a spot and actually yes. gets gets like rewarded for it. So that's why it's so empty, isn't it? It's like, yeah, whatever. You could vacate whatever the hell you want. We all know what happened. Well, it, I think the NCAA is going to have to look at this. And, I, I mean, there's but there's not a deterrent here. There, uh, I mean, vacating wins doesn't yeah, make right. people. Yeah, yeah. Six, six yeah. years later, ten years later, when you've already made $40 million. Yeah, absolutely. Golf. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. So, uh, but we'll see right. where that goes with the with the criteria. But that certainly may. Now, I will say this, and I'll just touch on it. The guy who really should have got it here was probably Will Wade. 
Um, uh, you know, I mean, he got a two-year show calls, uh, and there are a lot of folks who thought that uh, that that Wade deserved more than he got, but uh, that NCAA investigation now over for LSU. Well, the LSU athletic program is on a roll right now. They need to tighten things up a little bit, you they know, do. with the these type of things. They're in the news too much for this type of stuff. Uh, right. Just, you know I what I mean? Agree. But Brian Kelly, obviously, we you know, say what you will about Coach Kelly, but he's going to do it the right way, that guy. So I, I would expect full accountability for the football program and a lot of excitement about the football program, obviously. We'll get to that on the other side. You know, we're kind of jumping ahead, but everybody's been waiting for Oklahoma and Texas to arrive and what the mm-hmm. schedule was going to look like, Brent. So I'm looking forward to your thoughts on some of these big-time glamour matchups that we're going to see in the SEC uh, next year and how this uh, schedule uh, actually played out in which the Oklahoma Sooners will host the Alabama Crimson Tide, Texas get to host Georgia. And I almost like how the SEC did this. Yes. You're like, all right, listen, welcome to our conference. We're coming to dinner to your house. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? We're coming over. Yeah. It's yeah. not like, welcome to the SEC. You're coming to Tuscaloosa. And, oh, yeah, we're busting out you know, the baseball bats. It's like, no, no. Welcome to the conference. We're even going to come play you. We're going to come to your stadium yes, first here yes. and see how this goes. Can't wait to see how that plays out. But we've got uh, games and, uh, and other topics to break down as well with Brett Beard on the other side of the late night anchor match for Cross Continues. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Sports Race Late Night. I am Gabe Omaranzi. It's USFL Playoff Weekend. We got the CFL. We're talking college football uh, right now, but let me ask you, Brent, as a um, as a football fan like you are, do you peek in on the USFL at all? You and I really oh, sure. haven't talked about it much, and especially playing out of Birmingham, Alabama as well. That yes. Stallion team is a very good football team. Oh yeah, they really are. Um, look, I, I I mean that I, that is my home state. I grew up there, um, and uh, at one point, uh, you remember the Birmingham Vulcans? Uh, I remember I remember watching several of their games in person and, and enjoy that. So, yes, uh, we'll certainly be t- taking a look at how that comes out. The Birmingham Vulcans? Yes. You're kicking that, That's old school. It is. It is. <laughs> and I remember that. I remember that well. George, George Myra was their quarterback. Do you remember that name, Gabe? <laughs> wow. You're going, no. I. You know what? Birmingham Vulcans. Yeah, I know the Birmingham. Remember the Birmingham Thunderbolts, right? Uh, <laughs> and wasn't there was there was there a CFL team, uh, a CFL team in Alabama? Wasn't there when they did the American uh, expansion? Well, obviously, there's never been an NFL team. Uh, it may have been short lived, uh, if it was. But I'll be honest with you, I, I I don't I don't think there was. I don't remember that time. Uh, who was it? It was the uh, Sacramento Gold, uh, Sacramento Gold Miners, the Las Vegas Posse, the Baltimore Stallions. I was thinking, didn't they have a team in uh, in um, in Alabama? But anyways, all right, time's just flying by here. So, anyways, yeah, USFL playoffs. Oh, it's Shreveport. 
It was Shreveport, Brett. I was like, yeah, man, isn't that a team like where we're in a random place? And I was like, yeah, Shreveport, Louisiana. <laughs> They're Shreveport Pirates. Um, all right. So, um, yeah, they played at Memorial Stadium in Baltimore, actually, the Baltimore Stallions. All right, Brett. So uh, another SEC guy I wanted to bring up, actually, and get your thoughts on this. So Bryce Young, it's always early, and everybody always looks great in T-shirts and shorts and stuff yes. and in these mini yes. camps. But without being stated – they're just being blown away about how he's picked the playbook up, his preparation. And this comes from Adam Thielen. And Adam Thielen, you know, Adam Thielen's a real veteran, right? And this guy's a professional route runner. And Adam Thielen uh, told the Rich Eisen show, first overall pick with all the hype and all that, you know there's going to be a lot of potential, and you know there's going to be a lot of talent. Uh, but I just think he kind of surprised a lot of guys on how prepared he was for the NFL game. You don't want to get too excited in the summer because it's a different game. Uh, but at the same time, the way he moves around in the pocket, the way that he adjusts, and the way that he can get the ball out on time and how accurate it is, and the way that he can make adjustments and things like that, it's impressive, uh, says uh, Thielen. Uh, DJ Shark goes on. Everybody is here for him. We believe that he can take us to some really high places. I saw Brent Burns talking about him. Um in the same tone that, you know what? They said, man, he's a little dude, but this guy's a little leader already. They, they're they buying what he's selling so far. And I got to tell you, so am I. It's a winnable division, that division. That division's uh, wide open. Uh, it is. Uh, look, he's going to be a superstar for two reasons. Uh, number one is I don't know if I've ever seen a quarterback who can make decisions in a split second the way he does uh, that that's what made him so good at Alabama. And the other thing you mentioned is his accuracy. So, Hey, so I said, Brett Burns instead of, uh, instead of Brian, I'm in hockey mode still. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. But, but, but Gabe, if you're a quarterback, if you can make quick decisions and you're accurate, uh, you're going to play for a long time, right? That's the thing. Like, Tua is smaller, and I like Tua, and I've defended Tua, but Tua is smaller. Tua also doesn't seem to understand sometimes he's about to get murdered. I, I know. He doesn't have yes. that anticipation that, you know what? Somebody's coming for me from the back. He doesn't get yes. rid of the ball quick enough. That's how he gets hit sometimes. The most impressive thing about Bryce Young always to me was not so much that he's not Michael Vick. He's not going to take off, and you know he's not Lamar Jackson per se right. like that. But his elusiveness in the pocket, that little a step here, he knows how yeah. to buy time. And you and I talked about it. No disrespect, because Alabama's got talent, but a lot of the past quarterbacks really had stacked talent. He was kind of carrying that football team offensively. Oh, like was. he had to buy time. He didn't have any wide receivers open. He really earned it. I like him a lot. I had my, you know, I had my reservations about his size. I had to, and obviously there's going to be that concern if he just gets landed on the wrong way. But there's there's not a lot not to like about this kid, isn't there, Brent? Like I think he really can succeed. Uh, and look, I, I know he's small. I mean, he's not much taller than Nick Saban, okay? Uh, but because I'm seeing him <laughs> feel side by side. But but the reality is, hey, Saban, like you said in the Aflac commercial, you still got it, Coach. He goes. Uh, never lost it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. But uh, 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 what he did at times uh, when the game was on the line, I remember 
when they made the playoffs and they had to drive 97 yards against Auburn and he was able to do that to tie the game and then they won in overtime. He he is uh, it, it's really a shame he did not win a national championship at Alabama. But to your point, he carried them and uh, and without him, they would have lost two or three more games. Uh, Brent Beard kicking it uh, with us. Not Brent Burns. Um, Brent Beard. <laughs> so many Brents, Bryans, and everything else in between here. So, so Georgia and Alabama, they don't play a ton in the regular season. And that's always been the one thing that's bothered me about the SEC. Yes. And I like this new thing with the divisions. You know what I mean? It was it was too – it was it wasn't balanced. And, and now we're going to see Georgia and Alabama. Georgia at Alabama in 2024 – so I'll ask you what catches your eye. I talked about the Glamour Games. Georgia going to uh, to Austin. Uh, Norman, Oklahoma will host Alabama uh, next year. Something that caught my eye as far as moving forward, and I'm going to look, you know, I wish I had, like, a hot takes this year to make as much money, but how about Arkansas in 2024? Arkansas. Yes. They don't play Georgia. They don't play right. Alabama. Um, they host Texas and LSU. There are four road games, Auburn, Mississippi State, Texas A&M, and Missouri. Arkansas, to me, were the biggest winners of the 2024 schedule release. There's absolutely no question about that because they've had some really difficult schedules before, like last year. So it comes at a great time. Okay, let me give you a scenario here. Now, I'm not going to say this is going to happen, but just think about this a minute. Georgia and Alabama – and uh, you've got also Texas and Texas A&M. Or oh, that, going, that rivalry's back, That's which is very cool, yeah. Yeah, it is. Now, here, here I'm not saying this is going to happen, but think about this a minute. What if, uh, and, and the game's going to be at A&M, what if Texas at Texas A&M opens the season? Uh, and you've got, and we've got all summer to talk about that, or, or, even maybe even better. What if Georgia and Alabama is the season opener? Oh, oh, they're gonna my. cannibalize each other, man. That's the problem. These these ads. This is what you wanted. You want to make all this money? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Now you're gonna oh, yeah. be mad when you're zero and two to start the season. <laughs> well, I, I agree. but here's the good thing about it is, in the twelve game playoff, uh, twelve team playoff, it's going to give. Uh, a, a little bit of a wiggle room for these teams because an SEC team, I think, with a strong schedule, even with two losses, what would get in there. But uh, and then the I think the, you could say the same now with the Big Ten suddenly. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And, and look, uh, here here's the other thing about this uh, also that I wanted to point out, and, and particularly I waited until you and I got together with this. The non-conference schedule next year is going to be absolutely unbelievable in the SEC. I mean, you've got games like Alabama goes to Wisconsin. Oh, the USC-LSU game is next year, right? In Vegas, right? In Vegas. You and I need to find a way to get to that game as much. Yes, sir. Let's do it. Let's do it. So, so but but listen, here is the game – that uh, that here's a game that you now really need to be be going to, and people probably haven't heard this. Next September, Texas that will be greatly improved goes to Michigan. Texas at Michigan. You talk about September the 14th. 
Gabe, you talk about a helmet game. You talk about uh, yeah, the blue blood, the the uh, yeah, the uniform. That's that's like the oh merciful helmets. Gabe, what about that game? Good gracious, alive. Well, this is this is you know what. Say what you will about the the destruction of the tradition and the conferences and all this, but for the college football viewer, we're basically going to have super games every yes. weekend now. Like yes. that's going to be the new, it it's going to be like, you know what I mean? Like it's, you know, dude, like USC, Michigan's going to USC. Yeah. Michigan's right. going to USC, Ohio state's going to, um, Ohio state uh, going to here. What is it here? Um, I want I just want to make sure here. All right, away games, uh, Michigan. So, no, excuse me. Michigan are playing um, against uh, UCLA. They're hosting yeah. UCLA right. uh, in, in, in the first year. And Ohio State, Ohio State are actually going uh, to UCLA. Like I said, there's just going to be, there's so many, there's going to be so many mega, just these mega dream super yes. games, game of the centuries, as we used to call them. There used to be oh, a yeah. few of them, and now there's going to be the game of the century every week. Follow Brent on Twitter, Brent uh, Beard, First Coast News, called Football Analyst. And Brent, where can people find your podcast? It's called Second Helpings with the SEC Emboldened. Pretty much wherever you want and listen to podcasts, you can see it. First Coast News here in Jacksonville. Thank you, Brent. Dave, my pleasure, brother, always. The late night anchor back. We're class continues. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Smart about it. Don't be a schmo. Keep it here. It's smarter to be on SportsGrid. This is the SportsGrid Radio Network. Hoping you and your friends could tell me something about baseball strategy. The only thing I know about strategy is that whatever the manager does, it's wrong. Unless it works, in which case he's a button pusher. Oh, yeah, I'm getting fired up, man, talking college football. Awesome stuff for Brent Beard. I'm also getting fired up about the Carolina Panthers, actually. <laughs> Listen, I'm pretty good at not, and I am Gabriel Maranci, Series 6 M Channel 159 Sports Good Radio Networks. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates, wherever you may be tuning in, uh, whatever college football team. You know, I got to get a damn list of all of our affiliates. I'm pretty good at usually giving shout out to cities and knowing, hey, let's talk about this and that, but I don't know. You know what I mean? I've asked, I asked for these lists to change this and that, and like, you know what I mean? They tell me, don't worry, you're getting promoted locally, wherever, here and there. So I'm like, all right. But uh, I got to get a list, especially with college football coming up to, you know, talk about teams. Listen, I know, I know we got a ton of lists. I know, I know what states we have the most listeners in for the most part, but I never fully know. I meet people in random places that tell me they listen every night, right, from weird places. You know, we have a lot of listeners in Ohio, even though I'm a Michigan fan. Right, so um, shout out to Brett Beard. I just want to correct something. I said uh, Michigan and uh, UCLA. It's Michigan, USC. All right, my bad. I'm not used to this uh, pack, packed uh, Michigan, and uh, I'm not used to the UCLA and and um, USC being in the Big Ten. Can you believe this, Matthias? This is a reality, bro. It's happening. It's real. Like next year, this is the last year, bro, of like normalcy with this. Like starting after the year after. So, in other words, you and I. 
it's crazy, Matthias, but get this, bro. Next year, Michigan are in Los Angeles. They're playing the USC Trojans. That's going to be sick. That's going to be a sick, uh, sick game. I'll be ready. I'll yeah. be ready to go. Don't cheap out on I'll me. These tickets aren't cheap. Eh? People always tell me they're going to games with me until they find out the ticket prices, Matthias. You're ready. You're, you're down, right? It's not going to be cheap. It's not. Don't worry. It won't cost like what's going to cost you to get into Messi versus LAFC. <laughs> well, Gabe, we'll, we'll, have to see, we'll have to talk about Are you fight, still you going to that I mean? game or are you wussing out already? Are you, are you gonna wuss? Don't buy your Which tickets game? yet because he could get hurt or something could happen, right? Like, yeah. No, if I go to that game, I have to get credentialed. I'm not paying for that ticket. No way. I like. Oh, my you money. want to do the? I thought you were bringing your father and all that stuff. No, I'll take him to the World Cup game. I'll take him to Copa America. I'm not taking him to watch. No, if I took my father to an MLS game, he would complain and tell me, "Why are you taking me to watch this crap?" Because Messi's that's playing. That's why. <laughs> he would still get pissed off. He'd, he'd be like, oh, "These guys suck." Just, just you be real. Me? You don't. Like, you just be real. You don't. You don't have the the fourteen hundred bucks a ticket. <laughs> just you don't want to spend fourteen hundred a ticket. Oh, that, no, that, that too. Yeah. Okay, let me good. ask you right now. But, uh, how much? <laughs> how much are you be willing to pay to get into Michigan and the USC Trojans? Michigan USC Trojans, two hundred bucks. Well, all right. Yeah. You won't be going to the game. <laughs> See, that's what I'm telling you. You won't be coming with me. I, I'm not. You're not getting in for two hundred dollars, Matthias. You don't you, think you, you really you think the, the Michigan freaking Wolverines versus Lincoln Riley and the USC Trojans for the first time and in the Big Ten matching up the Rose Bowl history of these teams? Playing for the first time in downtown Los Angeles and so say, come on, man, dude, it's gonna cost like four hundred, six, seven hundred, four hundred. It's gonna be like six, seven hundred to get in. That's bazooka. That's crazy. No, dude, college football, dude. Remember the, the, the national champ? Remember Michigan and Georgia, bro? It was expensive, Matthias. It's like twelve hundred bucks not to get to in. Seeing, I'm not used to seeing the USC Stadium full, Gabe. You know what I mean? I, I haven't. I've seen empty nah, seats for that's, years that's now, not, man. Yeah, it's not, not even true. on TV. In the old days, it was full. Hey, you know what? I'm going to tell. I'm going to tell Arash. No. Uh, I'm going to tell Arash hey, Makazi. You, you said no. this. <laughs> that's true, though. When I was in high school, and Reggie Bush yeah, yeah. and Matt Liner were well, that, those going days, crazy. that was the prime. Yeah, those those were the break. Those were big days, Gabe. That felt like USC were literally a pro team. My cousin was actually going to USC at the time, and Matt mm -hmm. Liner was in was in her class, and I was like, oh my. God. God, Dude, in those days, class, Matthias, bro. in those days, like you said, it's not to over the top to say this. You know, you grew up, you knew it. They were as big as the Lakers and the Dodgers, like on that level. You know what I mean? Dude, it was like yeah, Dodgers, show, Lakers, bro. USC football. Reggie like Bush. yeah, it was the same thing. Reggie they were on Bush that same par. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I remember they played Colorado or, or something like that. You know, when I was there, the Todd Mar Marinovich days, Todd Marijuanovich, <laughs> Marijuanovich, hey. great name. The, Tom Marinovich. No, no, but the same thing. They, they, they used to get, when I was there, they were bigger than the Raiders and stuff, right? The Raiders used to get like 40, 45,000 people a game, man, right? That's why they moved. People were scared because it was in South Central. It was the gangbang era and stuff. I was like, whatever. I got threatened a few times. I had a gun pointed at me once outside. But that was after a Clipper game at the sports arena in the middle of the night. Um, the Clipper players used to get robbed in the parking lot, so I didn't take a personal Matthias and someone pulled a gun on me. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> it was right out of a movie. I can't, it was right out of like the boys to the, like the, that movie, like Colors. It was literally like 1988, 89. Nobody wanted to go to the Clipper games, bro. The Lakers were good. The Clippers suck, sucked. You get in for like five bucks. So I was like, I, I didn't have money in those days. I was a musician, kid, like, in, you know what I mean? In LA, trying to make it and metal and stuff. And I was a sports fan still, but like, 
I couldn't afford the Lakers, Matthias. You know what I mean? Magic Johnson, the Worthy and stuff. And I lived in Hollywood, too. And I was like, man, Inglewood's far from Hollywood. Like, man, I don't have money for the Lakers. But I was betting on the games. But the Clippers was one bus ride away, Matthias, basically. there's a, you, Dude, I forget the bus. But you hop on a bus on Hollywood Boulevard, bro. And next thing you know, you're Crenshaw this and that. And boom, boom, boom. And, you know what I mean? You're, you're right there. You're in South Central. And bus drivers used to mess with me and drop me off. Like, I used to ask, hey, excuse me, can you let me know what the best stop to get off? They'd drop me off in, like, the worst, like, gang, like, corner and stuff. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I learned. I learned along the way. But I didn't care, bro. Like, I, I'm good with that. Like, I'd be more scared in the woods than the hood. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like, I'd be like, I can handle that. So, um once I was with Kyle Turley, and I swear to God, true story. Kyle Turley played in the NFL. The guy's a massive dude, badass guy. And he was literally there with, like, a guy that had a purple heart and these, like, serious vet badasses from San Diego, like Navy SEAL-type dudes, okay? Word of no lie. And we're partying in Vegas. Kyle, Kyle to played a concert with his band. And I'm leaving, and I'm like, see you later, guys. And I'm all lit up. See you later, guys. And I'm walking out. We're in a really bad part of Vegas, okay? Below Fremont, like the bad, bad part. Like So not North Vegas, but like the downtown, but not nice downtown. And it's not that bad, whatever. It's a bunch of crackheads and whatever. You know, it's just a bad hood, whatever, you know. So I'm like, see you later, guys. And I walk out, and we're in all like, Turley and his buddies come up to me, and Curly goes, listen. He goes, I know this is going to sound strange, but can you walk my buddies to their hotel? And I said, sure. What, are you guys lost? And they were like, wow, you know, they're kind of uncomfortable with the neighborhood. I'm like, they're Navy SEALs. <laughs> You're Navy SEALs, Matthias. You know what I mean? You guys have, like, killed bin Laden. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? And, like, they said, wow, you know, you seem to be more comfortable with this. <laughs> like, so they lied. I said, I can't believe I said, I felt like a badass. I was like, all right, guys, I'll lead you through. Let's go, man. And we walked through the hood. And they're all like, whoa, this is crazy, man. I'm like, guys, this is nothing, man. I'm just, you know, got some crackheads, and you know, there's a guy shooting up over there, but yeah, okay, and just keep walking. You'll be fine. Like, don't worry. <laughs> like, it was freaking hilarious, man. But um, all back to our point, the USC Trojans uh, used to be big, 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 like, and they're coming back. And now especially, too, let's be real. You know the drill, Matias. The Rams will get less popular now, right? The Rams are barely popular to begin with. Nobody cares about the Chargers, so the the the, the Trojans will be the number yeah, one. Yeah, you're team. right. If, if they it's if they actually win, to see how the Rams. Yeah, yeah. Do, if they win, bro, they're not yeah, a good yeah. team anymore. But the thing is, so get this though. So this is next year, not this year, guys, because it's the last year. But starting 2024, and this is what I talked about. So I know, like our, our boy Arash Markazi, we've got to get him on next week. Our boy Arash, we were talking. He said, "Oh, this is great. He's a USC alum, and it's so good. They're going to make all his money, and they're in the Big Ten. Yeah, is it? How about this? USC Trojans next year, total miles traveled for Big Ten away games, 16,000 miles, Matthias. <laughs> They're going to, dude, the Buffalo Bills, Matthias, are traveling like 1,700 miles or something stupid. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you see some NFL teams, like the, the, the NFC North, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Baltimore, like, they don't travel. Like... Like, oh, you know, they're college athletes, college students. My ass. Shut up with bitching about your NILs. You're making these kids fly 16,000 miles to play three road games? This is satanic. You know, seriously. No coach likes this. This is a stupid idea. 
It'll be good for the fan because we'll sit on our couch in the better and the sports book content will all love it because we're going to, oh my God, every week these monster teams are playing each other. But also, you know what? Don't get mad when your favorite football team suddenly loses four games a year. <laughs> right? People, like I said, you know, like Oklahoma, what are you thinking? You're not even winning in the goddamn Big 12 right now. You want to go to the SEC? Okay. You guys get mad when you're 10-2 and two in the Big 12? Welcome to the SEC and 7-5 and five on a bad year for you. Like, like, just be careful what you wish for. Lincoln Riley didn't want this. He could have owned the Pac-12. Now he's got to go, dear God, i got to fly 16,000 miles? It's a stupid idea. This, 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 pack, this USC, UCLA in the, big, in the Big 10 is stupid. I don't care if people think I'm stupid for saying it. It's stupid. I'm a lifelong Michigan Wolverine fan. I've lived in Los Angeles. I've got a soft spot in my heart for the UCLA Bruins. Um, like, it's stupid, Matthias. It's stupid, bro. It is. Do you agree? Or do you? you can't it's tell me this is a good money. idea. No, I, I agree. It's not a good idea. It's a bad idea. I don't it's care for the Big Ten athletes. teams. What do we care? They're the ones that have to fly 16,000 miles, <laughs> not us. Well, it's more, like, you know it's I mean? more evident that, it, it, you know, you're, this, it's not good for the student athlete to be doing that anyways when they're in school traveling that much. You know, it goes to show it's all about cash. It's all about a business. It's all about making more money, and it's all about, uh, you know, money. At the end of the day, forget the student-athlete. They're just used as a component for the game and for more money, you know? They're, they're just a pawn to the whole entire piece, and at the end of the day, it should be about them. You know, at the end of the day— like, Put it this way, Mathias. Michigan travel 3,800—Michigan travel 5,772 uh, uh, miles next year, Okay. 3,800 of them are the trip to L.A. Other than that, it's Rutgers, Illinois. So is that not a competitive advantage for Michigan over USC? <laughs> you know what I mean? We basically have to fly to L.A. once. You're going to have to do this four times. right? Like Ohio State, same thing. Like, you know, these, these, like I said, man, the dean, the deans and the athletic directors, the money people of UCLA and USC, you're screwed over your own fans, man. They're not going to win. You're not going to win. It's just true. I don't care how good USC are. I talked about it, bro. Dude, USC's worst weather game before, Matthias, is like, oh, no, we have to go to Seattle and it's raining. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, Corvallis at Oregon State. Like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, it could be a little mean and rainy and windy. Okay. Dude. You're a Michigan fan. <laughs> Dude, I live there. I went to Rutgers games. It's not fun, Matthias. Go to a Rutgers game in November, Matthias. You think it's fun there? In no. New Jersey? Oh, hell in the no. middle of a mountain it's in New Jersey? You think it's fun up there? Oh, no. It's dark, jury, cold, windy, rainy, snowy. I'll Go to East Lansing, Michigan. Go to Penn State. Have fun in Minnesota, USC. And then suddenly, oh, we're better in Minnesota. Yeah, you are normally. Let's see if you're better than a pile of snow in the middle of the winter. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Bad idea for them. This is like this is like your soccer. It's like Argentina and uh, Argentina and Brazil. Like saying we're going to, we're going to play in the, in the snow now. <laughs> yeah. It's like having to go play in Bolivia, Dave, with that altitude. Not a good time. Well, I think I hear Bolivia. I'm not thinking altitude. Let's rock. <laughs> this is Sports Rage. Hey, Gold Cup's coming up, huh? Let's do it. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Oh, yeah. All right, man, we're getting fired up. Football, football, football. That was some good stuff. Can't wait. We're talking about a schedule in 2024, but and even Brad Beard, you hear that, Matthias? And Brad Beard, he legitimately is fired up. He's serious. He wants to go to a football game with me. <laughs> he should be coming. He wants to go to Texas, Michigan, and Ann Arbor. And uh, knowing to be that I'm the Michigan Wolverine fan, and I'm, I know, Matthias, I thought the same thing. I'm like, this guy goes to church every day and stuff. Like, Gabe, you know what I mean? If you take Brent to a game with you, you'll change his life, Gabe. Oh, God. <laughs> He'll be a changed man. I thought about it. I actually thought about it. I wouldn't do this for a lot of people, Matthias, but I like him that much. I was like, you know what? I'm going to have to really take it easy that day with Brent. Like. <laughs> It'll be very press box like, you know, very credentialed. No, 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 no. I'm not a sellout like that. No, no, no. That'll be more. I don't hit the vodka. Just, just some beers during the game. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And I also like one of those things, like you know, you're going to the game with your uncle or something. It's like, all right, I'll see you later. And right after the game's over, I'm going like to a dive bar. Yeah, give me 22 shots of Jaeger. (laughs) No, all kidding aside. Jaeger. I'll be hitting the vape pen all night every time he turns around. <laughs> quick, quick, <little> baby. <laughs> quick, quick hit. Oh, little, little quick one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, no, it'll be all good. It'll be all good. Yeah. I thought about that. I was like, Ann Arbor, like, with Brent Beer. I'm like, man. I just thought about that, and first thing I thought in my head, too, is him looking at me. Oh, my God, I can't believe I travel 1,800 miles to meet this guy, and he's a nut job. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. All right, I'll screw you. <laughs> F you, Texas. <laughs> hey, say, Gabe, what is that over there you're inhaling? <laughs> uh, Thomas Tobacco, say, uh, cigarette vape, hey, cigarette vape, say. <laughs> no, but all kidding aside, we're going to go to a game, but there's so many good games to go to. LSU USC Vegas, we're so there next year. The, the kickoff classic. We're gonna we're doing that for sure. Michigan USC. Oh, you know we're doing that. So in other words, yeah, Brent Beard's gonna have to come to the West Coast. I'm not going to Ann Arbor. 